Hey y'all, Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. Hey, y'all, Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. Welcome to Sewing Out Loud, the official podcast of ZD Sewing Studio. Here are your hosts, ZD and Mallory. Hello, and welcome to the podcast. I'm Mallory Donahue. And across the table, ZD Donahue. And what are you going to be doing today, Mom? Um, I just sprung this on you. I have a feel free to compliment you. Oh. I, I was going to tell you that you could feel free to compliment me well, at any time. I'm feeling free. Go on. Okay. Well, this has to do with, of course, our activity on the Internet. On fa- It's on Facebook, actually. And Noah had a question mm-hmm. he put out there, and he said, you know, I think this is the place to put it. This was actually on the self-sewn uh, wardrobe uh, Facebook page. Well, it's in the group. Right, it's in not the group. On the page, not on the page. page. It's in the yeah, group, right? Yeah. You have to belong to mm-hmm. the group. But I thought this was definitely worth sharing. Anyway, Noah was talking about altering menswear, and he was trying to reproduce a flat felt seam. Uh-huh. Um, I mean, he, I guess you know he was doing it, but he was like, "Oh, it's so much trouble." And you said something about making a mock or faux or quasi type, you know. Uh, seem and, and he seemed a little hesitant, and we continued to have this thread, and we're talking through it. And you said, "Well, you know, uh, you could overcast and then top stitch." And I didn't think he had, maybe wasn't getting what overcast meant. And I said, "You know, serge it." Well, he doesn't have a serger, so then um, he said, "Well, yeah, I've done that, but maybe it doesn't look very professional." And I do do this for other people, for my friends, and I want it to look nice on the inside. And, you know, I thought, ah, he might be overcasting with his sewing machine, but it's not looking good for him. Well, and he said that he had, it wasn't clear, I don't think he has a serger, but he said that he had access to a serger. He said he just had gotten access, and and he had been doing it, and it didn't work. Right, right. But, you know, what I thought is maybe it wasn't looking good because he was using his overcast stitch on his sewing machine, but maybe he was not incorporating the overcast foot with it. Right. Which makes it do what it's supposed to do and makes it look how it's supposed to look, mm-hmm. which is spread out and nice and flat and not tunneled. And it turned out he was having a tunneling problem. Right, right. Okay. And you were so quick on the draw uh-huh. <laughs> that you said, can make a video uh-uh. so you did a live video for that and i think you totally impressed noah 
and made him feel fantastic. And, you know, many other people in that group were happy to know that I think we could answer something that quickly. Plus, plus even figure out what was going on with them. Yeah, well, I think maybe this is a good episode to actually address another question that came up. In that thread, and that's the difference between the overcasting foot yes. and the blind hem foot. They are different. Yeah, and so that question was asked uh, by Anne, and actually she's local. Um, met her and her boys quite a few times, and she does have a serger. But she said something else when I was clarifying. I think no, Noah asked about the blind hem versus. But you the didn't say thank me for the compliment. Oh, thank you for the compliment. All right. <laughs> Um, But then Anne said something really great, and she said, sometimes I think the sewing failures are all because of me, but then you're showing me that sometimes it can be because of the equipment. Right. Or, or, I mean, to put it back on the person. Right. It's your failure to know what your machine will do. Yeah. And so I said, yeah, we... I don't know if that's a failure, but just not the knowledge. But no, she's totally right. Like, you've got your best intentions trying to do this technique, overcasting, but maybe in your instruction, it's been left out that it works best with this foot. And, and, you know, it may say you have this overcasting stitch in your instruction booklet, and it may say you have this overcasting foot, and no one's told you to use them together. Right. Especially, um, you know, in the video I showed... I was doing this on the Baby Lock Unity, which is a pretty fancy pants machine. Right. And when you choose the stitch, it like on the screen. It will tell you what number or what letter foot or show you a picture of the foot. It suggests the foot. So um, that is that's nice. But that doesn't happen on every machine. No, it doesn't. So um, Anne, uh, so uh, Anne said that. And I just think that if we can empower people to know how to be successful, everybody's going to like to better. So I'm just. I'm, yeah. I'm complimenting you yeah. because that is what you're that was that has been my mission in life is to get people to use their equipment to the utmost. Well, mom, you just feel free to compliment me anytime. I, I'm just okay. doing it over and over uh, again. Great, great. I okay. mean, so we've got I mean, we now we can we can educate the world. Sure. I love it. So let's we did an episode. I'd highly recommend if you're listening to this and you're a new listener to go back and listen to our episode about how you're about the edge joining foot. Because right, because that's another foot. That people another go, thing. oh, that looks just like my blind hem, blind foot. hem foot, and it's not. But we won't, right. we won't go into that because we already right. recorded an episode on it. But let's talk about the blind hem foot versus the overcasting foot. Okay. And those are two feet that I think om- almost always come with a machine. They're like sure. two, even the yeah. most basic machine we sell comes with those feet. Right. I have seen machines that don't come with like any other feet. It, it doesn't Well, exist. that's true. But these are two are super duper common. So let's start out with a description of the overcasting foot. Well, the overcasting foot may look very much, it's a, it's a full-size foot, you know, and it has a, a little slot in the middle where, um, you know, that goes what, what do I want to say? It's the full swing of the needle. Full like swing. Thank open. you. Thank yeah. you. It's a good yeah. way to describe it. Uh, the full swing of the needle because the stitch you're going to use with it has basically a zigzag incorporated with it. Right. It's like a straight stitch zig over, straight stitch zig over kind of thing. So um, it looks like that, but there is a small... It looks just like a pin or part of a needle. I like to call it a pin. Yeah, Yeah. I call it a pin, and it's right down, goes across that full swing. You'll see it in there. It's in your stitch area. Right. Mm -hmm. And what it really is, is it 
functions as what we call a stitch finger mm -hmm. because it, as that needle swings over that pin or stitch finger, it keeps that thread in place and doesn't allow it to be pulled up or pulled back when the needle swings back. And therefore, that fabric will stay nice and flat and supple and not have that Tunneling. tunneling. So right. the little... The I hope everybody knows what we mean by tunneling. And it, and it's basically that, you know, the fabric is being pulled together and you wind up with this little tunnel down I bet, it. I bet they know. I, I bet everybody's done it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, you know, and that foot hasn't always been alive and well. And that might be why some people don't know why it is. We didn't have that when I was learning to sew uh -huh. 50 something years ago um and and so when ago. you zigzagged your you know your seam, your seam allowances allowance. you did get tunneling and that's why a lot of people didn't like to zigzag yeah so uh that that pin that goes up through the foot right it also um there's a little guide that comes out the front of the foot yes the there, part is. Toward you. there is so you feed your fabric under this foot you feed the edge and that little guide, guide makes a little wall that's right it's a physical barrier right, right. and really you know, if you're like, I don't have baby locks, and ZD and Mallory sell baby locks, this is how this foot works just about on every brand. Right, and really. I'm pretty sure you can probably buy this foot generically. Yeah, and it's a, but it's a pretty universal right, like, function. Right. Now, the, okay, so the fact that this pin and this guide exist, right. da, da, it really means that this foot is associated with a specific stitch. stitch. And you should, this is where you do need to look in your owner's manual. Right. And it should say, like, this is an overcasting stitch, da-da-da. If you have an electronic machine, when you choose the overcasting stitch, right. like, your width and length are preset. Right. So the needle is going and to. And probably somewhere an indicator of your foot and its number or its letter yeah. or something or a picture of it sometimes. But the, the width of your stitch, it's going to make it so the needle right. doesn't hit that pin. That's right. But if you have a mechanical machine, you really need to look at right. that owner's manual because it'll tell you something like choose stitch C. Right. And, and then set your width accordingly or choose the zigzag stitch, but it must be this width. Right. And anytime you are on a mechanical machine, Machine and you're trying to avoid something like that, you need to hand roll, you know, Good take idea. that flywheel and hand roll through it and see if you're hitting something. Yep. I mean, probably your needle's only going to break and fly around and hopefully it doesn't hit you in the eyeball or something. But, you know, what you don't want it to do is get your timing off on mm -hmm. your machine if it really hits hard or something. Oh, yeah. You, right. You can. Yeah. I mean, you can do a terrible job of screwing your machine up by just not hand walking, you know, w using your flywheel uh -huh. on your machine and, and going through the motion and seeing a full stitch pattern. And you might have a couple of different overcasting stitches. Yes. You might have overcasting stitches and uh, that are good for knits and good for wovens. Right. If you do have a mechanical machine, you probably just have one. I mean, I guess I'm not, you know, absolutely certain. Well, but, and a lot of times you know. in the mechanical, you'll have that S. S oh, yeah. They'll be like, it'll say S on the dial and or then SS. you'll or yeah. SS and you'll see some stitches that means they're stretch stitches so those are your your stitches that are you know explicitly for knits now not that we haven't used them other places but that you know they will work with your knit and they can be stretched out and they will you know have the memory to come back without popping and this is what uh somebody else somebody asked in the comments on the video they mm -hmm. were like oh what you know i've had trouble with this on knits would this help and i said it'll help right but i do i still think that um 
if you if you just try to zigzag on the edge of some woven fabric, you're going to get tunneling. And if you incorporate this overcasting foot and the overcasting stitch, you're going to get a lot better result. But still right. on knit, really the best results. I mean, the most carefree result you can get is with a searcher. Right. You well, know? and the other thing you might want to think about, if, if this is about just finishing the knit seam edge, it's not going to ravel. That's absolutely for looks only. You're totally correct, Mom. Yeah. You know. Um, it's a good point. <laughs> right, yeah, you know, I mean, you know, and if you're making this for a two-year-old that's going to wear these pants for three months and probably wear them out and be thrown like, don't worry about overcasting you're those totally babies. You're totally right. Yeah, if you've put it together yeah. with a stretchy stitch and you've yeah. got, like, and, and knits are normally soft. It's not like that raw edge is, like, kind of bug right. Well, and you hopefully know? you've cut a nice slice, sure. you know, through sure. the fabric and it's pretty. The one thing I did wrong in our video was I got this <laughs> lightweight rayon. <laughs> and I have criticized not only Mallory for the well, uh, should I say criticize or? But I have pointed out it's fine, you and get, I have pointed out this. To, and Sam knew you you, you were going to get in trouble for if that. If you have any, if anybody has any room to criticize, it's you. I mean, you've Me? got the experience. Oh, yeah, oh, you okay. can do it. You know, I'm not. Well, I, I'm not criticizing. I'm building. Your skills. Yes, exactly. So I, <laughs> what I did, building. I went over to our, we got bolts of fabric, and we have this bolt of this rayon, um, pretty flowery fabric, and it's really lightweight. So I wanted to show the overcasting foot on this. Especially because, on the lightweight, because right. that's when you get the tunneling, it's, is the lighter the weight, the more the, it tunnels. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So um, I got this lightweight, and I just tore it, and I was like, okay, Becca, this is a live video I want to do. And uh, your other daughter was at the shop with her two sons, right. and I was just like, oh my, when are they going to start going like nuts and you know singing? <laughs> uh-huh, it was their fault. Hamilton, yeah. or, it's, uh -huh. it's all their fault, yeah, uh -huh. basically. So, um we, I just started overcasting on the torn edge, and the a torn edge of fabric is, is, it's fuzzy. It's fuzzy. It has pokies. Mm -hmm. It would have been better for me to have a cut edge, and you'll have a cut edge when you're making garments, right? And if you have a cut edge, it's for Noah, right? Noah, mm -hmm. it will look more professional. Yes, it'll look more. But you know, it even looked, it, it looked okay, right? On the fuzzy and edge. and I, another thing that I don't know if we told him or not, uh -huh. but when he goes to, you know, he's going to overcast both of those layers together because you were overcasting one layer, right? And, and and I I believe what you meant is to take those two layers, overcast them together, put them to the side, and top stitch, and you'll get a faux. Fell seam. Yeah, exactly, right. exactly. And I was kind of thinking about that. I was like, oh, should I, should I put two of these layers together? Right. Da, da, da. And th this oh, is... I think your point was there's a foot for this, and it makes it pretty. And a lot of people, right? I, we I were... mean, I was surprised, and this might come across as like, and I don't mean to sound mean here. I was surprised at how many people didn't know about this foot. I was too. And not like, I mean, I guess I just thought it was a little more common knowledge than it actually well, is. Well, and I think sometimes. And this isn't anything, you know, when the expert is teaching the novice, yeah, they've learned so much and there's so much in their head and so many experiences that sometimes they forget the little simple thing. That's why the novice needs to ask the question. Yep. It might not be coming across. Right. Well, and another thing is we use different language sometimes, even when we, you know, in that thread it took us a while to get to 
the, the what his issue might be. The root of the... And, and one reason I knew the root of his problems is I have seen people do that before. Yeah. And, and be dissatisfied. And I said, oh, here we go. You know, we fix actu- it this way. Actually, Becca was talking about, she was like, oh, man, that seems like such a complicated task. And I was like, you know, Mom and I have helped a lot of people do stuff like this. Well, you know? I, I think, yeah. And, and I think what it is is we we can tell you how to do it. Because we've already screwed it up. Well, we made the big mistake. I am believe about? me. No. There's a lot of stuff in the trash or recut that you know nobody ever saw. Where I was like, how did I make this look so awful? Um, absolutely, it's in the trash for sure. Right. Or or it, it looks sometimes they the recut trash. it. But like somebody, right. I think I've mentioned this before. They're like, I hang up all of my mistakes on the wall because the blah. And I'm like, not me. I hide I'm mine. Too busy for that. No. <laughs> I yeah. I need to feel like that. <laughs> no, yeah. I don't need to remember that. I mean, nobody I needs to remind me that I'm not you know, perfect. I have a, before <laughs> we move on I, to the blind hem, yeah. I have a funny story about <laughs> a flat felling a seam. Um. Dr. Frank, our our introduction guy on this podcast, uh, T-Bob, he came in and he went to redo a flat felt seam on it, the back of his pants. So we like, took it apart and did all this stuff. And we got all the way to the end and I like folded it the wrong way. <laughs> so we had just a little raw edge. So the expert. The bottom of the crotch. <laughs> and, and he was still, um, he, he's a very nice person, um, said, <laughs> he was like, no, I learned so much by taking these pants apart, da 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 right. And then I have another flat felt seam story that I just remembered. My goodness, Mallory. I know. Sewing Steve came into town. I, Noah, are you listening yeah, to no. what, you, what you've made happen? Right, right. <laughs> so, um, so Sewing Steve came into town. He's my husband's friend, sold him a sewing machine, and uh, his name's Steve. He's also known as Uncle Esteban. <laughs> yes, exactly. So um, he came into town, and he wanted to take up a pair of jeans, and he just needed them taken up like an inch or something in the back. And we just, like, folded the seam Right, over and top stitch. And top stitch it. Now, we had to take out that bulk at the yoke. Yeah. You know, and right, we did have to was. take apart the waistband a right. little bit. But it was basically the whole thing was being like steve you do not want to get into this mess right you know basically you should just make yourself a new pair of jeans right. you know and it was it was like just fold this flat felt seam over so it's it is a super common uh request and I, but i'm glad that i'm glad noah asked the question and it's super fun and if you want to be part of the self-sewn wardrobe group go on facebook and type in self-sewn the, the, the. Self, the self-sewn wardrobe you'll see a facebook page and you'll also see a closed group so um request to join the group And now I think it's time for a little word from today's sponsor. Hey, Mal. Hey, Mom. I heard you were easy. Oh, no! What does that mean? No, it means what what you, I think what you really heard was, well, Mallory, your easy tea looks so good on you. Oh, that, you know... I should have known that it was something about something you made. Like you said, you're getting into your golden years. Sometimes, (laughs) you know, miss mishearing things. It happens. No, you're the one that mishears things. (laughs) I know this. You make lapel pins about it. Okay. So uh, I am currently wearing an easy tee, and I wear them all the time. Uh, The easy tee is a semi-fitted short sleeve t-shirt made out of a woven fabric, and you draft the easy tee to fit your measurements by taking the Easy Tea class. Well, how do I take this class? It's an online class that you can watch anytime on SoHere.com. To purchase the class, go to SoHere.com slash Easy Tea. That's just E-A-S-Y-T. 
Is this on my computer? It's on your computer. It's on your phone. It's on your iPad. The class is divided up into short, easily consumable segments, some of which you may not ever need to watch ever again, but some of which you might want to revisit. So you have the ability to mark lessons as completed and also to star lessons so you can go back and revisit the ones that are most important to you. And I can vouch, Mallory's Easy Tea is a lot easier than Mallory is. <laughs> Once again, go to SoHere.com slash Easy Tea to begin your pattern drafting journey. Hey y'all, Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. Hey y'all, Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. All right. Well, those people in that commercial certainly knew what they were talking about. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> you know, who hired them? I don't know. <laughs> wonder how much they're getting paid to do that. <laughs> okay. So we're going to move on to the blind hemp foot uh, because... Uh, because Noah, we want to. Because we want to. And we haven't done a foot <laughs> podcast well, in and, a while. And, and people... When we brought up the overcast foot, people brought up that, oh, their blind hem foot looked like that, too. And they said, oh, that's the that's the foot I used to do and, blind hem. And the reason it looks like that, uh-huh. or it looks similar, and I, I believe the reason they think it looks similar is because of that little wall, that little divider that's on there, that little guide that you use. And it's just, you know, a little piece of, piece of like metal flashing that looks like it's in there. And I think that's what they're seeing with the similarity. Yeah, so a blind hem foot, if we just cover the, the difference... The blind hem foot has this, like mom described it as a wall. It literally is. It looks like a ribbon of metal standing up right. on its thin end. So it's it's much taller. It, the guide has a little spring it, generally on yeah, it. Yeah, kind of feels springy. Whereas yeah. the overcasting foot literally has a pin. It looks like a right. little needle. There's a wall in the front of the foot where uh-huh. you're feeding, and then there is a pin, a pin in the back. And you know why that wall is there as a guide? And this is something we should bring up. And I think we do all the time, uh-huh. but I'd love to, you know, these are the things I like to reinforce that sometimes if you haven't sewn for a while, you you might forget or, or something like that. But that wall is there as a guide and that's where you need to guide your fabric. And you don't need to be looking at your needle going up and down. You watch Look, your guide. Watch your guide and watch your fabric. If you watch your needle going up and down, your eyeballs are going up and down. Mm-hmm. And that's honestly when people can't sew a straight line. They're watching something that's moving. You need to watch something that's steady. Yep, stationary, exactly. Right. So a blind hem foot has that little wall. And it also, everybody, has a certain stitch. Yes. associated with it. It does. It's actually backwards of the overcasting exactly. stitch. Exactly. It is, kind of. Okay, overcasting stitch, if everyone closes their eyes, don't close your eyes if you're driving. 
but it'll straight stitch down an overcasting stitch will straight stitch on the left side and it'll jump over to the right exactly and 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 wrap around your fabric wrap around that little pin the blind 10 foot it'll stitch over on the right and then every once in a while jump over to the left and take a bite right. out of it's take it's taking a bite out of crime. the the no. body of the you <laughs> of know the not garment. the piece of the hem but the yeah. body of the garment the body of the garment and so with a blind hem you'll see a very confusing illustration in your yeah. <laughs> in your owner's manual People really do, for some reason, seem to have a lot of trouble with this, and we need to make a video because it's not hard. It isn't. It isn't hard, and I do want to say sometimes people overcast and then blind hem. Yes, the same. Absolutely. Hem. Uh-huh. Okay, so sure. These, these because can, they finish the end of their hem, right? Yeah, uh-huh. these feet can work in tandem. Right. But what happens is with a blind hem, what you should be looking at is the wrong side of your fabric, the inside of your right. garment. Okay. And then your fabric is folded back on itself, right sides together, and then wrong sides together again. So, guys, if you were... No. Yep. It's wrong sides together and then right sides together. What did I say? I think you said no, right No, it's right, right sides together. You turn it up, right sides together. Yeah. Well, oh, I'm just going backwards from yes, you. Yes, you are. Uh, well... You fold your hem up. You're right. You're right? of course you're wrong, right. Wrong yes. sides together. Wrong sides together. And then you fold it back. You you keep that hem in, and then you're bringing that hem back up to right sides together. Yep. You you uh, fold your hem up, and then you take the the body of your garment and fold it away. Right. Yeah. And if you look at it, like if you were to look at a cross section, look at it straight on. What letter is it, Mom? It's a Z. It's a Z. Or it's that ribbon candy that people have at Christmas. Yeah, yeah it looks like that. It's, yeah. a, it's a Z. And right. so you have um, on your left side of your foot, you have one, two, three layers of fabric. Yes. Okay. And on the right side, you have one, or sometimes people fold that over too, though. Do you do? Do you ever do that? If I fold that over, I have stitched it into a fold. Okay. 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 So you've got one or two layers over on your right. But on your right, right. that's where your machine's going to, like, be straight stitching. Right. And every, like, it, I don't know, is it the same on every machine? Every fourth, fifth stitch? I don't know, but yeah. it is about every fourth stitch, fifth stitch, I would say. Yeah. So yeah. every fourth or fifth stitch. You're... Now, what you can do, I mean, to get those. Oh, sure. Yeah. So so every, I'm. I, Oh, talking over Mallory. But every fifth stitch or fourth stitch, what it does, so it's straight, 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 and then it jumps over to the left. Right? Yeah, yes. yeah. Uh-huh. Jumps over to the left. <laughs> we're standing, we're, we're doing this opposite of each yeah, other. Yeah, yeah. Um, it jumps over to the left and, and should, should be taking a tiny bite. Sure. Mm-hmm. Out of, you know, that piece of garment that is going to be public. Yeah, the the needle ideally should almost go like halfway into the body of the fabric. Almost like it just grabs onto one little fiber. I say it should be taking two threads. Yeah, two out threads. Out of the two, two fibers, threads, yes, two threads two out of the fabric. Right, and right. so it's, it's uh, something that you do kind of want to test a little mm-hmm. bit. It works. You can get a really satisfactory result. <laughs> On like a very nice wool, something uh, that's kind of bulky or tweedy. tweedy. Okay, something with it's harder on something that's like a fine cotton fabric. Yeah, I don't. That's not the kind of hem I usually put on those things anyway. A blind hem isn't always appropriate for everything. But I'll tell you what, I did that. I made a poncho from the Magic Pattern book, which also has been talked about a lot in the self sewn wardrobe uh, group. 
And I, I did a poncho and he made it out of this wool tweed. Right. And I just felt like a blind hem, a rock star. Because right. It's rock star blind hemming. <laughs> and, right. and I also matched my thread right. to my fabric. And so right. you just couldn't see it at all. And I, I caught it the whole time. Biggest right. problem with a blind hem. Well, I don't know if it's the biggest. But one of the problems you can deal with with a blind hem is actually not even catching your fabric if you don't have that fold pushed all the way exactly. over to the guide. And again, this is another thing where you want to take the fabric you're using yep. and you want to test it. Yep. You want to test, you know, are you using the right color of thread? Are you using the right needle? Are you all, you know, all the, are you, is your fold okay? All those things so that you get, you know, you don't, you're not taking stitches out on, you know, the the project or garment that, you, that you're working on. And- I had somebody who was like, oh, I don't care what the blind hem looks like. These are like curtains that are going somewhere or something. And it was okay that the bite was so big. And I was like, then just straight stitch them. Well, and the other thing that can happen, too, is (laughs) if the bite's too big, you can get a pucker. Yeah. And that's obvious. It's not that you're seeing the stitch, but you have a big pucker in them. I'll just be honest, though. I don't. Blind hemming is not like my favorite thing to do. Right. And I blind hem a whole bunch on my blind hemmer machine. Oh, so there a, is a yeah. specific home machine mm-hmm. that is made by the company that makes our baby lock sergers. And, and it is a, that's all it does is a blind hem. And you don't see it. I have a blind hemmer because I'm short. And mom, we need to do some videos right. on this because this you're needs, blind hem expert. Yeah, no, it needs to be. And, and I'm the expert because I my legs are not of average length and this machine works totally different from a sewing machine so it gives you a much it's one needle and it's 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 a knitted stitch it's like a chain Chain. stitch and the needle goes in sideways and Ah. (laughs) in fact the um commercial ones have a a a hooked hooked needle needle. and i will tell you if anybody's thinking about buying a commercial one versus a home one and you're doing home stuff get a home one don't think a commercial one even if you get a good deal is a good deal they're hard to work on they get out of whack really easy they're bulky they're cumbersome you can't find anybody to work on them sometimes so um you know i used to go up to the theater the professional the local professional theater here and they had this big huge blind hammer that was never working and i would walk in with my little baby blind hammer and him everybody's yeah because yours is really lightweight we don't right. you know we like to have all of our machines like out and ready to use right. and that's one that we kind of do kind of tuck off to the it, side we kind of push it to the side a it's little easy bit to just right bring right back out it takes one thread and one needle so it's it's a really cool thing it is and yeah, yeah video man videos to come on that Right. That's going to be good. That's something I really need to do. <laughs> Let's let, I'm writing that down. Blind him video. We'll put it in the Trello. So, does everybody understand? They can't hear you right now, Mom. <laughs> oh, they can't. No. And we may have created some more questions. Right. Um, I think there are some videos to do. And I will say that we are putting in some big time effort. We've, we're finishing up our EZT class. A lot of people have pre-ordered it, and I'd like to say thank you. Um, but we're also getting we're, a, a a video studio in place that we don't have to take up and down, which is what we're doing right now. And we're putting in a lot of effort in fleshing out more things on our YouTube channel and on our website. So a lot of you who have asked for, like, the pillowcase video and the jeans hemming video, we are working on it. Um, so we, we hear you. And um, a few, you know, somebody went and looked at a really old YouTube video we did of those monster bookmarks. Oh, yeah. And they made them. Oh, yeah. They made well, they're really cute. Bookmarks. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, I really need to be 
we need to get on that YouTube channel um, and, and get Absolutely. that stuff going. So anyway, I appreciate all of your support for the EZT and the request for the videos. And we are listening and sewing media is our passion. So we're going to be there for you. So long and so happy. Thanks for listening to Sewing Out Loud. For even more expert sewing advice, visit SewHere.com. Hey, y'all. Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. Hey, y'all. Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. Oh,